Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash geek psychology. How do you decide on a career as an INFP? How do you get over those initial humps? How do you find yourself and then go into the the correct path when there are so many different options? Hello, I am an INFP pursuing a career. Help me. (laughs) That's really kind of how I feel sometimes, you know, like, uh, man, getting a job is rough. Isn't it like, ugh. It's so awful. You have FI, if introverted feeling is part of you that's like trying to make decisions based on who you are and what's authentic to you and, you know, what really resonates with your identity. And, uh, it's, it's like eventually I'll understand enough about myself so that I can make that decision without any mistakes and I'll just be right. I won't need to put myself in any of these bad positions. And then you have like NE, extroverted intuition, which is like this explorative, innovative, creative kind of energy that's like, no, no, let's go explore. Let's see what's out there. Let's see what's in the world, what we can experience, where we could go, what we could be. It's all these big dreams and ideas and possibilities and fantasies. <laughs> then you have this other part, introverted, sen- introverted sensing, which is like SI. Uh, it, it's, it's like, I don't really want to go anywhere. Like the, the sofa is super cool. Like we could just chill on the sofa for a good, like 72 hours. It would be fine. <laughs> I think it would, it would be good. Then we would be relaxed and then we could go explore a little bit. And then you get 72 hours later and you're like, mm, maybe just a little bit more. Can I just relax just a little bit more? It would be really nice and comfortable. You have extroverted thinking, TE, this like commander strategic energy that's like, did you check the the KPIs and the ROIs on all these things? And it's like trying to get you to just do stuff, like work the nine to five. You'll be fine. You'll make money. Who cares about your emotions? Just do it. Who cares how you feel about it? Like, you got to make that money. You got to make that money, son. And it's... (laughs) So you have all these like conflicting voices. Then even you have like your, your other functions in, in the five through eight. You have like extroverted feeling, which will be the last one that I'll go into with this. But it's, it's like other people's opinions saying like, Hey, you should do this. This is what, this is what we all want you to do. This is the, the collective, um, opinion here, you know, and this, it kind of relates to that doing that nine to five, right? And it feels like it's, it's just pushing against you. It's this rival like energy. And it's like, I'm going to do me. I want to be me. You know, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. Mom, dad, world, <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do and what feels right to me, what fits me. And so you have all these different voices, uh, complicating things. And I want to talk about it a little bit. And I want to give some of my opinion on it and some of my experiences as well, what I've been through. And at the end, I'll ask you a couple questions that you can really take it home and you can uh, figure it out for yourself afterwards. All right.
What's up, team? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology. So I get this question all the time, and I got this one specifically written in to me um, from a fellow INFP who's in the I Now Feel Positive Challenge. And um, it's it's time to talk about careers, which is what all INFPs want to hear. <laughs> Put on your, your glasses, get your suit and, and suitcase, suitcase, briefcase, and let's sit down and let's learn about careers. Um, I've worked a bunch of different jobs, and through that, I've learned a lot about what I like, what I don't like, what I want, what I don't want. You know, as you would assume, you kind of have to start picking up the patterns, right? And I'll give you some of my insights into what jobs I liked best, what jobs I still like, and where I'm kind of going with this so that you can get a feel through, through my hardships and through my struggles, where you could be going, what you could be doing, um, and how you might feel a little bit more fulfilled through it. Okay. So let's, let's rewind back till when I was in high school. I was a little wee little boy. This is 2002. Videoed in phrase. It's just me upset at how old I am now. Um, 2002, I, I did, uh, I was working at Subway. I was also being a, <laughs> you could call it a, a cook, a chef for a sports bar. Although I really didn't do too much of it. Like they kind of kept me out of the kitchen as much as they could. <laughs> Cause I just, I sucked at it. I didn't know how to wield a knife just by wanting to be a rogue. I didn't know what I was doing with my hands. Um, but yeah, Subway was just not fun for me. I mean, hey, you might work at Subway. You might like Subway. I love the food. Free food was pretty good. You can make all these nice little combinations of like a heart attack in a bun. And um, yeah, but it's just, it wasn't, didn't feel right. Me standing behind a counter being all like formal. And, what would you like on your sub, madam? And it just... It, it felt, honestly, it felt like it was under me. And and that's not true, but that's how I approached it. And because of that, I just didn't like it. It just, I couldn't handle myself in that situation. Um, but moving on through uh, in university, I think it was like my second, third semester or something like that. I moved to Japan. Didn't know anything about Japan. Just kind of was like, I'm going to go somewhere. It's a, it's a longer story. A lot of push and pull and comfort zone and all this other stuff. Had to learn the language. But anyway, I went to Japan. I did an intensive study and I was an intern at the same time working on a four-story restaurant boat that kind of went around the biggest lake in Japan, which is still really tiny compared to Michigan lakes. But yeah, what are you going to do? Um, I really liked that job. It was fun. I liked interacting with people in a looser fashion. And I found out that I liked entertaining people. I kind of liked doing the speech, kind of liked taking pictures with people and doing a little monkey dance every once in a while, like entertaining the little ones. Oh, it's a, it's a white guy. It's amazing. Uh, this is in 2003. So it kind of was like that. Like people would walk by and be like, it's a foreigner and, you know, take pictures and stuff like that. It was, it's really interesting, but I, a little stroke on the ego, but also it felt good livening up people's days, making them feel a little bit better just through, through talking to them, which I didn't have that when I was working at Subway, although I could have, but I didn't realize that it was there. You know? 
After that, a um, couple years later, I worked at the United States Pavilion for the World Exposition in Japan. So I was a <laughs> governmental representative. And um, also within that, that's where I, I started to do speeches in front of three to five hundred people at a time in Japanese and English. Really got out of my shell in that sense. I was cruising around on a little Segway, uh, talking to people all the time, making them feel good, making them kind of forget about standing in the long lines and the heat and you know, whatever the struggles was. It's like, let's just talk to this other person who's from another world, essentially. And that was really fun for me. Absolutely loved that job. I wanted to continue doing it as long as I could, but it was a, a limited time thing. Um, not just for me, the whole place like was built and then shut down and changed into a park <laughs> forest again or something like that. Really fun because I got to talk to other people. I got to interact with other people. I started teaching after that, which I said I would never do. Actually, kind of came to like it. I've been teaching for a long time. I still teach now as well as doing this. Um, and teaching also is bonding with other people. And this time it's more giving life lessons and life strategies and um, helping foster children, helping bring them up and, and kind of teach them who they are, who they can be, giving more self-understanding of who they are. Um, letting them find ways of understanding their emotions and play with creativity and things like that. Really good for an INFP. Also, this YouTube thing, <laughs> Geek Psychology, I now feel positive as well. It's good because I learned that I can help people. I can, again, connect to people. I can show others, show you what I've been through and help you... Um, speed up your process of learning about yourself and, and going deep into a deeper understanding of yourself. So you put all those together and really the, the keys here that I feel all INFPs probably will get along with and really understand are that uh, helping and interacting with people are two of the keys. And that might not sound like it. I mean, an introvert wanting to interact with other people is is not always there, right? That energy just doesn't feel like it's always there. But the thing is, you're not going to run out of energy. You won't. You might get tired. You might kind of, I, I need to chill. I need to go not crash for a little bit and just kind of like walk around or something like that. That's fine. You can come back and you get refueled. You do that enough, it gets into your comfort zone, and you start to feel energized by that connection to other people. Your NE, your extroverted intuition, that one that's connecting all the ideas and, and playing with what happens, what emerges out of a situation, that starts to feel really good. Despite it being extroverted in the outer world, right? You see it as a strength, as something that you're actually really good at, and you know you're good at but you don't necessarily focus on growing that all the time, right? So through interacting with other people, you you start to kind of know what to expect a bit more. Yes, people are going to throw you curveballs every once in a while, but the more you do it, the more connection you're going to have, and the more you're really going to feel that you like helping people. That's, that's what we're feelers. We want to create harmony within a situation, 
right? But in this case, for us, it's internal, intrapersonal harmony. It's helping another person understand and feel good within themselves, having more uh, conviction, confidence, or being inspired or something like that. And with also with that, you, you want to have new experiences, right? N-E, that extroverted intuition side of us, loves exploring, right? Loves new experiences. If you're teaching, you constantly have new things to interact with. If you're helping people, if you're, you're doing like, um, some sort of service, you're taking care of the elderly or something like that, babysitting or something, you're dealing with new experiences quite often. And yes, I said, you're going to kind of acclimate to that and it's not going to be too wild. And that's fine too. You'll find little ways of spicing it up, but you want to have some, some freedom, some creativity. You don't want to sit in a cubicle. You know that it's not fun. I've done it. I, I also worked as a headhunter. Um, not like Boba Fett, but <laughs> like someone who calls people and tries to get them to come in for a little meeting and it was really sketchy. And then I would try to place them into a position in my mind, in my feelings, in my approach to it. It was putting them in a position that they would be happier in, but I didn't get that far. I only did it for three months. And then I was just like, I can't do this. I cannot sit down on a phone talking to people all day. It's just not how I am. And also, you're probably going to want to work as few hours as possible, right? You just, you don't want to do that nine to five. I know. I know. I fought it for a long time. It's not fun. You don't want to do it. Um, so trying to find a position that lets you interact with other people, helping other people, um, has new activities, new kind of flavor every day, and low working hours. My job right now, I technically work, I, I teach only 19 hours a week. Uh, I didn't just stumble necessarily on that job. I, it was something that I wanted. I intentionally wanted low working hours. I get paid enough um, and I, I'm doing other side projects with those low working hours. And I'm just staying at home playing games all the time and as much as I would love to. You just can't do it, right? At another job I had, I, I did that. I had plenty of free time, um, and I just played games. I looked at my phone and, you know, went on Wikipedia. <laughs> and I did that for three years before actually being like, hmm, I need to, like, step up my game. Like, I've wasted a lot of time. I'm going to die someday. I need to do something with my life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's it was a lesson that I learned, you know. Um, but having low working hours, making enough money, and then going hard, doing your side hustle as hard as you can. Um, it's going to be tiring. It's going to be exhausting, but it's also motivating. It's also energizing because you're doing something that you love to do on the side and you're doing that other thing just to get through that. Hopefully it's not too bad. Don't do something where you're going to sit down in a cubicle. Like I said, don't do something that has a lot of rules and structure to it because you just, you're going to feel dead and then you're going to go home and not want to work on your passions. So if we're going to kind of sum this up with a couple questions and things like that to get you thinking about yourself and your, your career and what you want to do, um, I would think about what jobs have you had? Even what activities have you done? If you haven't worked a lot of jobs, what 
jobs have you had that you actually really felt alive with? And what jobs on the other side have you done that you didn't like and why? Make sure you tap into the why. Like, go five whys deep. Okay, I didn't like this job because it felt like it was killing me inside. Okay, well, why did it feel like it was killing you inside? Because there was too much structure. Okay, well, what about the structure? Why was the structure a problem? Well, because people were telling me what to do all the time, and I had all these other things that I wanted to do, all these other ideas that I wanted to do. Okay, well, why was that a problem? Because it it stifles my creativity, and it makes me feel like I'm not wanted or something like that. And you just keep going, keep digging down until you find your core passions, your core values that are really important to you. And then also, you know, the, the stereotypical way of approaching this is think about what activities do you like? What are you good at? And what does the world need? And where do those meet? Activities you like, what are you good at? And what does the world need? That meeting point in the center is... Is where you're going to thrive, right? But I know for you, for an INFP, exploring ideas, fantasy, is, is stuff that you are good at and that the world needs. I know that digging into emotions and listening to people is something that you're good at, like that, in a way, non-judgmental listening. Like, I'm going to let you tell me about your your story and your issues because I'm curious about it. I want to know more. That's something that you're good at and that the world does need. The world needs a, a kind soul that's willing to listen to other people and help them try to navigate their inner terrain. Like, I don't think that that's really out there, right? And so, like, mediating and, and consulting and therapy and things like that is something that we are inclined to like, as long as you have enough life experiences and, you know, that discipline to study it enough to really understand it. Teaching, writing, art, graphic design, storytelling, uh, music, those are all things that you're going to gravitate towards because they tap into inner values, feelings, emotions, that, that inner terrain, right? Through creativity, through exploring, through connecting with people, through expressing it so that other people can understand themselves at a deeper level. Okay, so I hope that this video helped. I hope that it gives you some insight into yourself as an INFP and what you could be doing or what you should be doing um, as a career. And of course, we all have different flavors and balances and, and things of this, but that's the general, like, way things roll out, right? But take it into your own self. Like, what are you good at that, you know, is specific to you? What do you like to do? And what does the world need? All right, so keep up the lifelong questing. Good luck, have fun. Peace. Oh, make sure you let me know down below in the comments if there was anything that actually helped you that um, any words that kind of rang true, anything that got you thinking, or any careers or advice that you have for other INFPs who are, are getting into this and starting to struggle, you know, and they're getting all this pressure to work the nine to five and they just want to run away. <laughs> all right, so keep up the lifelong quest and good luck, have fun. Peace. 
If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please give it a positive rating and review it wherever you downloaded it from. If you have any questions or comments, head over to youtube.com forward slash geekpsychology or geekpsychology.com. I look forward to spending some time with you again in your ears or your eyes or your head. I appreciate you and your time. Thank you. And until we meet again in the next episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.